She gave me the idea. No. So, she bought me this too. Stop putting that. There's little kids on there. So, guys, uh, you know, the freak. Stop. What is happening? He could be a freak on the court and on the shit. Oh you know what I'm saying? Oh boy, welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. Uh, I uh, It's your two favorite NBA expert sweethearts, baby. It's a, a very Valentine's Day. We're going to audition to the Point Forward Pod and, and we're going to tr- do our best to keep it PG, unlike Giannis there. And as Fuck always, up, baby. I'm, I'm joined by my favorite freak in the sheets, PJ. What up, man? What up? So, uh, Giannis, he's just trying to keep everything spicy. Trade deadline's over, and he's like, I got to give the NBA fans something to to follow online. So, just trying to make some more headlines. I love it. I mean, he's just, yeah, it's a nice, yeah, blowjob uh, bell. Who wouldn't want one of those installed in their home? A BJB. As they say. It's, uh, yeah. You can buy one, I'm sure, on uh, QVC right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really have any You don't have a blowjob bell? I do not, no. Oh, do you? Yeah. You do? I ring it, no one answers it, but terrible uh. service. It's, it's my, defective. I think there's a, there's a factory defect or... There may have been a recall on the one I got that I didn't return it. So. Well, well, I mean, you have a roommate. Do you ring it and then he, and then your roommate comes in and is like, "Hey, what is that?" Yeah. And then you yeah. have to tell him that it's a blowjob. Oh, like, this sucks. <laughs> this, oh, that's that's very that's very good. Um, oh, we're, I'm glad you uh, didn't think that joke that joke blew. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we, you know what? I let's just put this behind us, man. I I don't want to get us in trouble, but uh, we're, well, who's we're, gonna? Who are we gonna get in trouble? What? <laughs> hey, I I'm just our what fans. Like podcast authority is gonna come down and hit the hammer and says, "Listen, PJ cussed all last episode for no apparent reason, but the blowjob bell." That's where we cross the line. Well, I'm more concerned. Like for all I know, there's a nice family in Australia listening to this podcast. Oi. Oh, mate. I oh, I got a bunch of dingo babies in in the back seat, and then those very those very dingo babies are exposed to a lot of vulgarity. I'm talking which, about hey, it, we, yeah, Matthew Udovadova's fan club listens to us because we talk a lot of Bucks basketball. Well, his, te- his teammate Giannis gets his dingo sucked every once in a while, and now he's got a bell to request it. Okay, well, we're going to move on to... Uh, we, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff today, but we're going to start with the Cavs because <laughs> they've had a, had a they've nice two-game stretch. Lately. They they've have not, not been blowing, blowing lately. Uh, they've had a, a nice couple-game stretch since they made all those deals. They cleaned up against the Celtics on... Sunday, and then on a back-to-back against OKC last night, uh, ended up winning by, I don't know if they ended up winning by 7 or 8, but they they led a majority of the game, and the game was never really in question. LeBron put up, uh, did he end up with a triple-double? I know he finished with 37 points. Um, so he's looked last really night? good. Yeah. I think he came up short. I know that he had a, I know that he had, 37 points he put up huge numbers uh and everyone like look my whole thing with this pj i I know we're gonna hit on this a a little bit here but um we're only two games in small sample size well three games in but none of the those guys played against atlanta last week oh that's true i mean last week like it was like literally none of the guys that they acquired played in that game but since those guys have been playing it has looked good, but I'm still kind of standing pat from what I was saying last episode, which is I expected that there would be kind of a, a jump in energy with those new guys and that they would probably be better suited and as far as uh, like they'd finish 
the regular season with more wins because of all of these acquisitions they made. But I, my overall opinion going into the playoffs hasn't changed a lot. Has it changed for you? No, yeah. So, yeah, LeBron finished with 37-15-10 against Minnesota. 22-19-12 and 12 against Atlanta. 24-10-8 and 8 against Boston. And then, yeah, last night against OKC, 37-8-8. Eight and eight. Um, Not bad. His voice is really what I'm concerned about. He's been very hoarse in these post-game uh, interviews, and he's saying it's because he's yelling a lot and, and having to talk a lot, uh, wearing his voice out to, to get everyone on the same page. Um, but to answer the question you actually asked me, uh, yeah, no, I wasn't surprised that this is what we're seeing. I, I think if you... Um, I think it's clear just off of the two, the first two games of this with uh, just how LeBron's responded and how he's been playing. I think that's just the real X factor in this is, is you know, was basically, yeah, was there something actually wrong with LeBron or was he just doing it out of protest? And I think right. we all now can certainly say it was a protest. Uh, I think... The one guy within this that I think is going to be more of a factor than uh, I know we really talked about uh, when the stray went down is that Jordan Clarkson the first two games has been uh, pretty electrifying. He's been, uh, I, I think, for me at least, I, I thought he would be good for the Cavs. I did not expect just like those first two games. Like he jumped out way more than the other three have. I think uh, Larry Nance has, has played well. I think he's, maybe if I ranked second, he'd be two. And then Rodney Hood and George Hill have been kind of there. And, and I'm still probably the most concerned with the Rodney Hood component of it because uh, I think he's he's the guy that they're probably going to rely on a lot for scoring. And, and I think we're factoring in to be a high-level scoring option. And, you know, part of the reason he his role in, in Utah diminished is he wasn't very effective in the playoffs last year and didn't really uh, have much favor with Quinn Snyder post that. So I, I think that, that piece of it is going to be interesting. I mean, if he ends up being good, that's great. I would uh, – I, I think the big takeaway I had was just – you know that from the OKC game at least, Jared Smith's back, baby. <laughs> One game, yeah. As you back. say, I, I I think that that has been as big of a, a reason why they've won the last two games as any, and, and you know especially the Celtics game. I think Jr. could have went over and they still would have won that. But yeah. Jr. has looked really good. Like last night, he had five or six threes, 20 yeah. points. Uh, and Making he had quarterback passes. Unbelievable <laughs> assist at the end of the game to <laughs> ice it with the pass to Larry Nance. But I thought it was really, like, I I don't have a really good argument against or for it, but, you know, I all, I agree that um, between these four guys they acquired, Jordan Clarkson probably has been the most impressive thus far. He's hitting... Like it seems like every spot up three he's taken for the most part has gone in, which is, you know, contrary to what we we talked about last week. But I haven't like nothing that I've seen has been like, like all of them have been good. Yeah. Um. Like Rod Rodney Hood, he's they're both all all of these guys are playing in the twenty. You know, they're not getting thirty minutes tonight. They're playing twenty two, twenty six minutes somewhere in there. And Rodney Hood is you know he put up. Uh, like 15, 16 points against the Celtics, and the same thing last night. And more important, most importantly, he's just like they're shooting. He's just shooting open threes, which is exactly what you want from him yeah. on this team. And yeah. I think with LeBron, you know, when they go up against like top tier defensive teams, it's, it's still going to be a problem because he has a tough time creating off the dribble. But when you have LeBron. They're gonna throw. They they have to allocate multiple guys to him, and that's gonna free him up for wide open threes. And as long as he can knock them down like he is right now, they're gonna be in good shape. Yeah, I mean, I really liked 
I mean, he's utilizing all those guys and is really, I think, probably going out of his way in some ways to get them involved when they're on the court together. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I definitely – yeah, I wouldn't say that any of my uh, my feelings have changed on it overall because, yeah, I, I kind of expected this, especially this initial flare, because really what they're doing is just kind of playing pickup and – like kind of basketball, like the LeBron's directing him in time. You see him doing a lot, uh, even on the court. He's just they're doing a lot of he'll hold the ball for five seconds, dribble at the top, kind of get people set, and he's just like directing Larry Nance up to set a screen on him, and they're just doing some pick and roll stuff. Uh, but I will will say too with this that. I think there will be an adjustment. You know, there's 22 games left, I think, for them now. Uh, the fact that this group doesn't have any tape on them, I think once some teams get some more tape on them and, and they do establish an offense, there will be that uh, the league will adjust to them. They're going to have to adjust back, and what that adjustment looks like will be intriguing. Uh, overall, though, I do think that if you take these additions plus the guys that stayed who stayed because LeBron thinks he there there's still something salvageable there I, I do I am intrigued by the idea of them playing and it just being the component of whoever's the hot whoever the hot hand is of the this cluster of guys plus LeBron like they're gonna that's who's gonna play um that's interesting to me to see if that could work with this group because in some ways it's like, yeah, if Rodney Hood has it one night, great. JR has it the other night, awesome. Maybe it's Jordan Clark. You know, whatever that combination is, I think if they have a pool of eight guys that can go to, and then it's, you know, if Corver's going off one night, all right, Corver's getting more minutes and probably going to close out the fourth. I. With LeBron, in a way, as long as all these guys have bought in and are willing to, basically like George Hill said, all be Robins, I, I that piece of it, I'm convinced. I'm I'm very easily convincing myself more into that that could work and materialize into something more, uh, maybe than uh, what we previously were thinking about. Because I mean, LeBron has been very successful in the past with just hey here's here's a bunch of guys and me and let's go like i don't know if he's even though he's he's gone after forming these big three and teams i don't know if he really needs it i just think it's easier i mean i don't, I don't know if i want to say he needs guys the way. he needs guys to defend with him though yeah which and this yeah. The, these guys have like it has been night and day from how they were playing prior to the trade deadline to how they've played in the last two games defensively. They are complete, yeah. like it is completely flipped, um, and that that should help. Like uh, you just having young guys in there that are. I mean, Larry Nance is a few years away from hitting restricted free agency, but Rodney Hood's hitting it. Jordan Clarkson just got paid, but um, you know he's still got a lot of years left in the league if he plays his cards right. So you just got a bunch of hungry guys in there that are trying to that have an incentive and aren't bored of playing with LeBron. Yeah, my worry, my worry here is like this works out perfectly, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if if this group of the Cavs stay together and LeBron ends up coming back. Uh, if they yeah. end up just getting LeBron fatigue like all these other guys did this year, but no, that, I don't know if it will. I, but it's it's going to be new enough, I think. And it, like I, I said the last episode, it sets up my LeBron comes back for one more run type thing, and then we'll hit free agency, probably go somewhere else. Right, but I mean um, overall, I think. You can't be upset with this. Then they can, now they get on the All Star break. They can reset, get get things going, and I, I do want to see that adjustments period, and then see how they respond. And 
you would hope it may come before the playoffs because uh, you don't want necessarily to lose two straight in a playoff series and then have to figure out of these these new guys who are uh, who are the ones that are going to respond and and when when your shot isn't hitting you know what else are you able to do how else are you helping the team those those components I think are going to be the real real piece of it because yeah when things are going well great yeah everyone's making shot everyone's doing everything everyone's having fun Cavs are just blowing up Instagram with all their their mood posts and you know Jordan Clarkson J.R. Smith working on handshakes already that stuff's all good uh, I I do just wonder if these this group I, I think George Hill veteran guy I think he's ready he's been in some Longer playoff series, he's good, but Rodney Hood, Larry Nance, Jordan, Jordan Clarkson, are they? What? Are, how are they going to respond in a fourth quarter of an Eastern Conference Finals? Potentially, uh, th- those aspects we're still going to have to figure out. But right, um, let's uh, let's move on to yeah. the the best team in the West, which is. Uh, and you and I were just talking about this before we started. I. Uh, I've been a little sleepy this week, so sometimes I'm missing out on some of the late-night West Coast stuff, and it sounds like the the Golden State Warriors against the Suns the other night, Steve Kerr decided to allow um, a handful of his players to drop some plays, kind of assume kind of a player-coach role, and uh, the Suns weren't a huge fan of it, which like I, I understand, but all of the backlash that came out of it, I can't say I necessarily agree with. Yeah, no, Steve Kerr said they're, they're, we've been on a slide. They're sick of hearing my voice. I'm sick of hearing my voice. Uh, let, let's have them coach each other. Uh, I think it's a pretty brilliant coaching move, and he just, you know, in an 82-game season, I think, you do have these lulls, and it was very clear the Warriors were looking ahead to the, to the All-Star break, I think, and a I personally can't blame them. No, I think that's that's human nature, but uh, I think Steve Kerr saw that, and it just it it was going on a little too long. And I think they they uh, I understand, and I think it was pretty brilliant on his part to to make this move. Uh, I don't know if it was necessarily he was targeting the Suns. This Suns game is the one I'm going to make this move. I think it's probably something he's had in his Been back thinking pocket. about. And he said, "Yeah, we're gonna do this tonight. We gotta. We 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 need to beat Phoenix. It doesn't make sense for us to exude more energy than we need to to beat this team that we're because Phoenix is trapped. This is the so this game was I think Phoenix's fourth time they lost by over forty points this season, and they have like some ridiculous. I don't have the stat in front of me of just games they've lost by twenty or more. Like they've just gotten worked this season." by a lot of teams uh they've been particularly terrible lately yeah very bad flaming flaming bags of trash bad although i'll say like i mean we talked about alfred payton a little last week he's had some he's looked okay like he actually played well against the warriors the other night i mean so yeah I, and i i think like with an 82 game season this kind of stuff happens you see this kind of stuff like in baseball uh Joe Madden does his his wild stuff for the Cubs. He'll have clowns and mimes and sir, sir, you know he'll have uh, a zoo come in. He'll do wild stuff. They do uh, American Legion Week. I know where they'll uh, basically they treat it like a how you would in a Legion League for the summer for baseball. So he does different things to keep it fresh and. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't have any problem with it, and especially if the Suns who were pissed about it. I think Devin Booker said he didn't care, but um, Jared Dudley was pissed. There was, uh, and I that was that's a bummer just because I've Jared Dudley is probably the most frequented podcaster in the NBA. Like he's on, he's done podcasts with Woj and Zach Lowe multiple times. I, I'm not sure if he's done one with like Howard Beck before and stuff, but he, um, like I like, I like him a lot. Um, but I don't like why, why are you pissed off about this? Like there maybe just focus guys. on yeah. like when you're, when you're going playing the Spurs without Kawhi Leonard and you're down 50, like just 
why don't you focus on competing? I don't yeah, really care your opinion on this stuff. Yeah, like, hey, here's an idea. If you're pissed that they're, like, beat them or, you know, force that force Steve to have to coach them. I don't – yeah, just because you're a flaming pile of trash of a basketball team this season, like, you can't be the ones to be upset if a team – like, the a team that has far higher aspirations than your team will reach for quite some time uh, – they they're doing something like this to get right. Like they don't care about your feelings, and they shouldn't. Right. But I wanted to ask you so of all the stop. of all the guys on the Warriors, uh, who do you think uh, would be the best of the them as coaches? In the like in the, as an NBA coach, just in, well for yeah, just in context of who, who do you think have the best plays and. Every, I mean, like well, Draymond no, no. Or are we talking board. like? Are we talking like right now or when they leave the NBA? Could be both. I, I'm saying right now, like who could who could transition to a coach tomorrow? It's it's uh, Steph. Really? Well, n- probably Andre Iguodala. Yeah, but Iggy, then Steph. Iggy would be my leader above and beyond. I would. Uh, Sean Sean Livingston would be pretty a pretty good coach too. Point. I mean, point guards are naturally good coaches, um, just because they see the floor a lot better than most people. And Sean Livingston has a lot of really unique experiences in the NBA. Like his journey to where he is now is Whoa. is pretty wild. So I think he would be a really good coach. I don't know what I don't know what Sean's choice. basketball IQ is. I was between Draymond and KD for my number two. Oh, I think the I think Kevin Durant would have a really good time or have a really tough time uh, explaining things. Yeah, w- without without robbing people like at the, like look, I don't want to come across as like I'm a genius coach by any means, but <laughs> I think that Kevin Durant sometimes, in my opinion, has come across a like a little uh, a little opinionated, a little close minded. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If I don't. I don't necessarily. Saying, know, I don't necessarily know if he, as a coach, would be able to put those things aside. Wow. Yeah, and I don't clearly know. If he has X those... is, clearly, X is knows wise. He knows what's going on. Uh, I'm not I was. He doesn't. I was gonna say. I part. Yeah, basically, what you were gonna you're getting at is that I just don't know if he has the personality to do it. But yes, I yes. think he's very good at like assessing guy's talent and knowing who plays well and like as far as intermixing guys talent wise I think he understands that really well so I mean I think he could probably coach a game and a few like I think he could be successful but yeah if, if anyone were didn't listen to him or uh, you know once there's any trouble with like a individual player like yeah i don't think he would exude the energy or give two shits like about like pandering to some other player he's just he's a big respect me guy and i think he yeah he would feel disrespected fairly quickly in a coaching role but like draymond i think i think draymond would be pretty but draymond's gonna be one that just yells a bunch and he might just get more text than he's able to stay in. You might not be able to stay in the game long enough. Draymond would be a great X's and O's guy from the defensive end, but well, he would. <laughs> there was one part of it where he was uh, he was drawing up a play, and then I think it was, yeah, KD said something to him, and he just said, like, fuck you back to him. <laughs> There's like a <laughs> clip of it. It was pretty funny. You just, like, read, do some lip reading. So, like, but like yeah, I think Iggy would just be the best. I like Andre Iguodala. I think could legitimately, if he wanted to, be an NBA coach after he retires. But he just has he has a lot of outside basketball aspirations and just other interests that I just I, I don't think he would ever want to do that. Right. But um, I think like personality and just like intelligence wise and just everything you hear about him, like he would be the perfect like well Iggy has seen a lot of stuff in the NBA he's been in a lot of different situations he's good on both the defensive and offensive end he's definitely you know past his prime at this point in his career but 
I agree. Like Iggy's Iggy's the obvious choice. And David opinion, West would opinion. be a fun assistant. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I, uh, people like love him as a teammate. I think, yeah. and he's he would be the a, perfect. You know what he is though? He's the perfect assistant to be the guy that holds everyone back on the bench when there's a fight. To like, no one's gonna like fucking try to go. Well, yeah, he's a he's a brick house. I mean, he's scary. That's a that's a good asset to have. Keep those guys on the bench. David West. I'm gonna. He's he's a guy. I got. It's crazy. He's this is he's aged out of, um, the way the NBA is trending. Like he's a guy that can space. He's kind of like a a rich man's gorgie diang in a lot of ways like he can he can shoot really long twos good enforcer um good defensively and has been that way for such a long time in the league but he really like if he would have came around a little bit like if he was entering the league now and could develop a three-point shot he would be so valuable but he's just a little past his time but um we should move on to uh i uh, i want to get your takes on Cause we did those. We did this last year. I don't think neither. I don't think either of us did this very well. Um, I'd like to get your takes on who you think are going to win all these All Star events this weekend. Because we got three point skills and dunk, and it's a pretty good lineup. Like uh, the dunk contest in particular should be better than it was last year. At least I hope pretty, so. Pretty light this year. You don't like it? Well, there's only four guys. I thought there's usually more than four. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, there there are not as many participants, but the participants are pretty good. Uh, so we got Dennis Smith Jr., Larry Nance Jr., Victor Oladipo, and Donovan Mitchell. And who who do you think is going to win? So we're gonna oh, we're gonna start with slam dunk. You want to end with it? No, that's probably the one I'm least interested in, to be honest. Um. I am very conflicted because I like all four of them. I'm going to say Larry Nance will win it. Interesting. But I do think Dennis Smith will have himself quite the – I think he's going to have one or two dunks in there that we're going to be very shocked by. I don't see Donovan Mitchell necessarily. Like, I think Donovan Mitchell, too, may just try to have, like, a couple, but I can see, see Larry. I feel like Larry Nance with family pride and everything, he's going to uh, he's gonna try to win it so he can. And that storyline just going to get beat to death on yeah, Saturday Yeah, it night. is. That his dad winning it and all that. Did you see that picture of uh, – the Cavs posted, I think. Someone posted it of after his trade. It was like Larry Nance's junior's first. Dunk. Larry Nance's first dunk as a uh, Cav, and it was a picture of his dad when he was on the Cavs, like holding him up and him dunking the dunking the ball. Oh you know, no! It was no, I didn't see. I it. thought it was a nice, cute little little sentimental thing. Warms the heart. Aww. And it is Valentine's Day, Ultra. You need to get those heart warm. <laughs> I love it. It's not all about uh, blowjob bells. No, it's blowjob bells and whistles. I, my take here is is Depot. Um, I think Sweet. I think it's going to be Dennis Smith Jr. and Victor Oladipo in the finals. My reasoning is Larry Nance Jr. and and Donovan Mitchell are both high flyers. I haven't seen either of them do a bunch outside of like posterizing guys. So. I think yeah. that like we've seen Depot do like three sixties in games, stuff like that, and then I'm I'm mostly basing the Dennis Smith stuff off of NC State warm ups where we've seen him just do like and summer league stuff where he's just been throwing out ridiculous stuff. So I know that he has some things in his back pocket that are pretty cool. So I think those two get in the finals, but I think that uh, Victor Oladipo. I think the veteran presence mm. ends up winning it over for him. I think he I think has a, a wider variety of dunks he could he could put. If up. he starts if he starts singing his EP during while he's dunking, then yeah, he's he's got it. Get a mic. Oh, up. Would, 
what'd you think of Lonzo's uh, lip sync battle the other day, by the way? Anyway, so the... <laughs> dude, that was... It was something. It wasn't even something. It was absolutely not, like... It was not good. Uh, Three-point contest. We got Devin Booker, Wayne Ellington, Bradley Beal, Clay Thompson, Paul George, Kyle Lowry, Eric Gordon, who won last year, and Tobias Harris. Who's your Who's your pick? Um. So for this, I'm going. I think to that we both to... we were both leaning heavy towards Clay last year, and Eric Gordon just kind of ran away with it. Yeah, I was I was all on that Clay train. And I want to be on the clay train again, but I'm thinking Eric Gordon may repeat, but nah, we're back on the clay train. You're taking clay? I think clay gets it this year. I'm going to pick Devin Booker. I think that he, uh, I, I think he like really Devin. gives, I think he really gives a shit about this kind of stuff. And like, he's clay light for me. Like wow. he, he can do some stuff that Clay can't, but the way that they both shoot and the speed of their release and kind of how they can catch the ball and just kind of not go down with it and just fire it out like right from their shooting pocket re- reminds me a lot of each other. And I think that he's he's just gonna care, like he's gonna want to put on a show, uh, especially being on a shitty team. Um, I don't know. I I, got, I like Devin Booker here. Uh, and then the last, the other one is yeah. skills competition. Oh, I was just gonna say one dark horse I would would put out there be Wayne Ellington for this. I do. I mean, it'd be fun if Wayne Ellington won it. I do see a potential where Wayne Ellington gets gets some wet balls going there. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. He, I um, can see him being in the final four of it. Does it, it goes three rounds, right? I think. I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. I, I think they so. whittle it down to four, yeah. top two, and then uh, skills competition: Lou Williams, Jamal Murray, Spencer Dinwiddle, Lloyd Markman, Joel Embiid, Al Horford, Buddy Heald, and Andre Drummond. Um, which is fun. They always split this in like big guys, little guys thing, and like Laurie Markman is definitely gonna get just a ton of shit hanging out with Joel Embiid. Al Horford and Andre Drummond. Like, those are three hard dudes to be <laughs> in a group with. I think, so Laurie pretty... and, I think Laurie and Joel are going to become best friends after this weekend. I mean, maybe. They're both stretch fives, so possibly. Laurie's uh, so goofy, and I think Joel will just love that. So, I'm trying to remember who's won this the last two years. I think KP won last year. And I want to say Cat won it the year before that. Or, or, yeah, Cat or won can... it. Yeah, Cat won. Yeah, so so big guys have reigned, but I don't like. I don't know. Uh, Al Horford seems like like Joel Embiid. Like Do you that want guy the came last, on the floor. You want the list of winner, previous winners. Yeah, so it's Kristaps, Cat, Pat Bev, Damian Lillard, and Trey Burke tied in fourteen. Then Lillard, Tony Parker, Steph Curry, Steve Nash, Derrick Rose, uh, Darren Williams, Dwayne Wade, back-to-back, Steve Nash, Baron Davis, Jade Kidd. I think... What do you think? I think I'm going to Lou Williams here. Lou's fast. It's, it's his home crowd. I'm going to go with Lou Williams. Are you? Well. Yeah, I think, I think the little guys take over again. You think they take... Yeah, I will say based on this list, looking at it, it does kind of swing, uh, swing both ways. Uh, he, it's... Uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I hmm. yeah, I, I don't know if I can get is Lou. I feel like Lou will, will try pretty hard. I feel like he's uh, he's gonna be have a chip on his shoulder for not being in the actual game. I think he so he'll. I think he will try to put on a show. 
Um, but as I look at this list of past winners, Ultra, I think to myself of, of trends, just like you're thinking of, and I say, what's what's the most glaring trend I see? And uh, we'll take you back to 2009, a uh, young rookie Derrick Rose winning the skill competition. So it's only obvious that the new hot sensation, the rookie sensation from Finland, Larry Markkinen's obviously going to win this. Such a homer pick. Oh, fuck yeah it is, and I don't care. He's going to finish number one in this. Great. I'll give you the field. You want to bet on that one? Mm-hmm. I think we got to – I think I'd like to – I'm a little behind at the moment. Double so or like nothing on our, our T-Wolves Bulls bet. On I get the field and you get Lori. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yes. Sounds good. Sucker bet. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, well. and you're gonna be here this weekend. It is gonna be so <laughs> funny to see the literal life get sucked out of your being when Larry Bird wins this. So before, uh, before I do come come to Chicago before this you weekend, come? where oh, you got you got that bell installed. I, I did. Uh, I uh, I Amazon nowed it while <laughs> while we've been talking. Um, Amazon we, uh, yesterday. I want Amazon yesterday. So before we, before we do do a pod this weekend, um, and cover some more stuff that that's going to be going on in the NBA in the second half of the year, uh, you know, I did want to touch on that a little bit just because it's it oh. It's a little bit different this year, just because like it, like last year the the uh, boogie deal went down during All Star Weekend, yeah. And you know the All Star break is over, uh, or the All Star break is over. The uh, trade deadline is over. All Star break is coming up. So what are the big things that are coming out in the second half of the year? And we're gonna dive deeper into this when we when we talk later this weekend. But um, what are a few things that are standing out to you? For the second half? Yeah. I thought we were going to do that next episode. Oh, I thought you wanted to hit on this a little bit. No, I no, we don't. I We still have to do MVP for uh, All-Star, the actual All-Star game. Oh, you want to? Okay, we can focus on All-Star stuff. So let's... um. Yeah, this is pre-All-Star. Well, okay. Because the best part about the All-Star game truly is talking about it beforehand. The actual... I feel like the game is just eh. The week it's like something it's fun, but it's not like I don't know. It's just I don't think anyone comes out of any NBA All Star game and like spends hours talking, you know, breaking it down afterwards. It just I think there's a really great build up to it, and then it happens, and then you're like, all right, let's, yeah, let's get it, back to regular basketball. It's, it's more the glimmer and glam of it that's it's, yeah. it's kind of fun and like the, the is Twitter stuff that comes out of it. Yeah, uh, it's it's like there will be some interesting things and interesting interactions that we see. Like we will definitely be able to talk about the KD Russ interaction and stuff like that. But and LeBron um, Kyrie. So MVP is a little tough. They tend to favor guys that are playing in their hometown i'm like 80 last year was you know he i don't know how many i can't remember how many points he finished with I did he win 50. it last year yeah she i didn't want to say it like 50 points shit and, he was gonna you know, be my Russ, pick this year Russ typically goes Russ typically goes goes crazy um but who do you got well shit I was going to say AD, but there's no way he wins it again. Um, damn it. Now I got to think really quick. Because, um, yeah, so so before we get to that, I do have one, one to, kill, to, to save some time. To kill some time kill so some you can time. think about who you want to pick. So there was a uh, there was a, a little thing that I put out there by Statmuse, and it was of 
past. It was basically of all stars, but it was could Demarcus Cousins, Kristaps, Kevin Love, John Wall, and Kawhi Leonard beat Gordon Hayward, Pat Bev, Paul Millsap, Andre Robertson, Jeremy Lin, Dion Waiters, Mike Conley. As the like this, that would be the injured All Star team. Could that team beat? either the current team LeBron or current staff. I can reread it to you. No, I, I saw this post. Um, I mean, if we're talking a single game, sure. Yeah, they could. I think they but could would definitely I, would I, team Steph. Would I pick either of those teams to beat them in a seven-game series? Like, probably not. No, an all-star game, Walter. Yeah, one No, game. I know, I know, I know. No one's talking about like, series. In a given okay, so in a given game, uh, I would still pick either Team LeBron or Team Steph. I would almost pick injured team over Team Steph because Team Steph's bench I don't like. As team LeBron, Team LeBron is looking thin now. With yeah. like we loved, everyone loved their team yeah. coming out of the draft, but they've lost three guys to injury now like yeah, Drummond, Dragic and Paul George and Kemba I mean hmm. yo Kemba's probably gonna put on a nice game yeah but Drummond is the opposite of what I want in an all-star game oh he'll have some really dope do- oops and shit I yeah he can dunk but he, like mm, I don't know Wayne is is Anthony Davis not playing in it? No, he is. Why do I have his... I'm going to so say... Anyway, I'm going to go... I'm, so, so what, who do you have for... Kyrie. I think Kyrie's going to come out and try to show up because he's... He's, like... I would personally have a chip on my shoulder if I am got picked by LeBron. I'd want to be showing people up. Yeah, um, that's he's won it before. He won it four years ago. Uh, so I could I could see him wanting to go after it again. And Russ is always a it, Russ is always a pick for this because he just tends to get super hot in games like this. He's won it twice already. But I think it's Kyrie. He's a starter. He uh, he's going to be playing with his old teammate that picked him. If you if you're ever gonna have a chip in your shoulder and trying to make something happen, it's gonna be it's gonna be here and yeah, I I think Kyrie's gonna be right up there. So, so you then think Team LeBron's gonna win? Yes, yeah, I do. So I think Mr. James Harden is gonna try to go for the old Willis Reed triple crown. And he's going to secure leg one of the three-leg race, and he will be the MVP to then go along with his regular season MVP and then just has to try to get his team into the finals so he can win the finals MVP. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick James Harden. I mean, I, I like that pick just because with the other talent that the West has, he could easily be putting up a lot of shots. Guys that are multi-time all-stars typically get more run in these type of games. Like Cat for yeah. first year, like he he'll be lucky to get more than ten minutes. He's also um, got, I feel like better passers than like looking at the team more. Oh, and he's he's unquestionably capable of it. Like if Harden gets if heats up from deep, like. I could see him going like 14 of 20 from three with a couple dunks and he could finish with like, the thing is though, and this is kind of funny is that if he finishes with a 60 point triple double game, he's going to win MVP in the all-star game, but he did that in a regular season game. And that's, (laughs) that's, that's, that's so stupid. All of his stats have been just dumb this season. Like, uh, he was unbelievable against the Timberwolves last night. Yeah. Unbelievable. He, uh, yeah, he scored five points in the first half, and then it was just like, fuck this. <laughs> I think like, he finished with seven. I think he had, had seven points in the, in the first. Oh, it was, okay. 
Was Either it? way, but like he he you know he ends up dropping twenty five some points in, in the, the second half. Yeah, he had sixteen in the fourth. I think. I mean, was, I he just yeah. so I I had kind of a busy night last night, so I didn't get time. I I literally get back, flip league pass on, and boom, T Wolves. It's like a four point game, and this is right in the fourth quarter. And next thing I know, they're down twenty. I mean, it was like, it was it was crazy. Like Ryan Anderson hit a couple threes in a row. James Harden, uh, Luke had a couple, and it's just like, all right, well, that's it. <laughs> game over. They're scary, man. But James Harden's a good pick. Like, you'd think that, you'd think looking back on his career, if he ended up not having an All Star game MVP, you'd probably be more surprised by that than if he did have an he MVP. Finished his so. second in MVP three different times. <laughs> yeah, good pick, Peach. So yeah. we'll uh, we'll break down all the the post All Star stuff when we talk this weekend. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Uh, shoot, no, I wanted to find this. One other person. I know we were talking about this yesterday. Uh, I did want to talk about the Jazz for like ten seconds and how ridiculous. I'm such a Jazz is. hater. I'm having a tough time with, no, dude, with I'm everything so that's going on with them. I'm so converted. Yeah, I, it was our favorite pastime last year on the Jazz, but my my uh, new king Donovan Mitchell is just he's changed. I'm. A big jazz head now. <laughs> oh, Donovan Mitchell flipped it for you? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And speaking of, uh, but yeah, Joel Ingles, no- Joel Ingles' numbers the last couple of uh, days have, uh, during this streak, let me see if I can find it now. I just had it a second ago. Um, he's been doing work. His is like shooting numbers have were sick. They're just filthy as fuck. Well, he, uh, I mean, last year I think he finished the season with shooting like forty five percent from different. Three. He's an unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable three point shooter. They're playing the Suns tonight. Uh, that's on right now. But so that's Snyder will easy, be coaching the team. Don't worry, Suns. Pretty easy win for them, but. Um, they've been winning without Ricky lately and Donovan Mitchell is just I don't know man like they the Jay Crowder they get get another wing Um, I I still don't like them in the playoffs at all but it's it's looking like they're gonna make it as the 7 or 8 seed they could they could get I mean yeah there's a there's a lot of potential for them just to to do some stuff because yeah, I think uh, Gobert's been playing better lately too. Uh, yeah, the team overall has been uh, they've been fun. Yeah, so during the Jazz ten game winning streak, Joe Joe Ingles has been shooting fifty seven point eight percent from his field goal percentage is fifty seven point eight percent. His three point percentage is fifty seven point one, and his free throw percentage is one hundred percent. Pretty solid. <laughs> one other, uh, one other plate of stats for for you before we we close this out, just to make you sweat in your boots a little bit more about your terrible skill set pick. You're about to shit on Will, on Lou Williams. No, Larry Markin is on pace to become the first rookie in NBA history to average 15 points, seven rebounds, and two three pointers per game in a season. That's such a stupid stat. Why? 15, 7, and 2. Two, two three-pointers. A game. Great. Nice. That's six points. That's a guaranteed six points out of them. Yeah, but I don't really... Like, if you're getting your two... If you're getting six of your points from threes, or if you're hitting those from two, it's all about, That's like, what percentage. baby. Yeah, but was he shooting from three, PJ? That's not important right now. He's at least getting two. Well, I'm just saying, it's like, it, okay, so you're getting two, but if you're shooting 33%, you're below three, league average. If you're shooting 37%, then you're good. And I'll give him credit there. Like, look, I'm not trying to shit on Lori. I feel but like you've attacked the sk- my finished prints. PJ, in the, in the skills competition, you don't even have to hit a three. You have to hit a half quarter. 
Oh, he can do that. Without a doubt. I think that's right. Do you have to finish by know. hitting a three? I actually could. I don't know. <laughs> this is this is terrible. I'm know. actually second guessing. I think it is a three. So that's actually that's 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 my own fault for not doing Sucker some homework. Uh, Larry Markinen is shooting from three this year. He's shooting thirty five percent. Yeah, so he's like league average. That's pretty good though. If you're a rookie big man, they can shoot a league average from three. You're still providing spacing like. Laurie has exceeded my expectations, and I'm guessing most Bulls fans' expectations. He's exceeded as well. mine so much that I love him. Um, <laughs> look, we can we can dive in on Laurie as as long as you want this weekend, but but let's call it a day. Um, Alter's got some any, bells uh, to ring. I got some bells to ring, <laughs> not the good kind. Um, check us out at uh, the point forward NBA gmail Leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher if you like what we're doing. Um, check PJ and I out on Twitter uh, at FoolishKilla at UltraJacobs32 um, or at the Point Forward NBA on Twitter. And uh, we'll have another pod for you later this weekend. But PJ, I'll um, I'm gonna see you Friday night, and we'll uh, we'll throw up another pod sometime Sunday. I right? yep after we collect your tears of your your yes. losses hey i'm uh if i lose to lori then that's okay yeah yeah also uh before we before we close out i think we should probably send a shout out to everyone down in florida uh for that shooting that occurred today sucks uh steve kerr talked about it before the game today but uh, I think you know we should all take a take a second look at that and think about what we want our uh, want our world to be like, and that this isn't normal. So it sucks to say yeah, thoughts so, and prayers, but you know, and you say thoughts and prayers. Maybe let's think about how we can take action to make sure we don't have to start continuing to say thoughts and prayers about this kind of stuff. Yeah, I was, uh, unfortunately, I, I had heard about this today. I didn't have a chance to read too much about it. Um, but obviously, it, it's awful. Um, so thanks for bringing that up, Peach. Yeah, thoughts and prayers to everyone involved and just anyone that would be affected by such a thing. It, it's terrible. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back with another pod later this week. And I uh, hope everyone has a, a good week.